Welcome to Bad Role Models, Season 2, Episode 3. We are here, ready to go. Let's go around the table. Who's here? Hey, this is Anthony C., and I play Udo, a human cleric from Fellow Spire. Hi, this is Scott, and I play Vindelin from Quillroth, Rogue. This is Joshua, and I play Kaladin from the city of Westline. Derek here, and I currently play Blake Locke from the Swamp Town of Bogolo. Uh, currently. We are missing uh, Thomas again this episode, um, who plays Basil, a elf, or not a half-elf. He's a, uh, he's something. He's short. He's small. Halfling. He's a halfling. From Willow Hills. And uh, you want to give us a I recap? I play Basil, a halfling bard from Willow Hills. Play. I love cabbage. And I my just mommy. put my house, my voice an octave higher. <laughs> I tried to talk out of the top of my head. Anthony's going to give us a bit of a recap from last episode, and we are just going to jump right in. We'll shout out some friends throughout the episode when we got time, but we're getting at it tonight. Blake is fucked. Let's pick it up there. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter eight. Blake uh, you is guys, fucked. you guys. They're waiting to have sex. Whole time. That last session, you guys were in the uh, in your room a little bit, trying to ask some questions, figure out what the heck was going on. Uh, you notice that. Well, Blake knows that he had a lot of pain. Finn noticed that his chest was kind of glowing a bit. Um, Erdo noticed a, a faint inscription in the ring. Uh, you guys left and pretty much were attacked immediately. And the whole session was really uh, you guys fighting an invisible caster who at the very last minute you guys got with a fireball. Kaladin uh, two arrows. And that is where we would pick I'm Kaladin. up. Kaladin. It's in my backstory. Um, but we are actually going to start with Blake. <laughs> Blake, you wake up, eyes open. Give me a constitution save. 11. You take another two points of exhaustion. Hell yeah. You lose four more points from your constitution score. Crushing your life. Your eyes open. The pain that you thought that was almost unbearable from the tavern mm -hmm. has been doubled if not tripled in this moment mm -hmm. you're in so much pain you think that your arms are basically paralyzed hard for you to feel your legs mm -hmm. your chest feels like it is folding in on itself that your your body your chest is just attacking itself Mm -hmm. It's hard for you to breathe, not because of where you are, but because the pain is so intense. You open your eyes. You see you're in the middle of the labyrinth. There is a lane in front of you that goes to a T intersection about 20 feet up. You look up and there are the static dark clouds that seem to just barely have movement. 
you listen for a moment. You don't hear anything living. You feel the ground, the dirt in your hands. Wipe it off. Try to compose yourself. What do you do? I, um... I reach down in my taint holes. I pull out some good berries. And I kind of shimmy up against the wall. And I pop like 10 of them in my mouth. Um, I stand up. I try to make my way out of the maze. If I takes me some time, I'll cast alarm before sleep and make camp, but I'll try to make my way back to the mountain. Give me a survival check. This will be, I think, with disadvantage, right? Uh, 15? Wait, no, 19? That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it is. Fucking awesome. Ranger stuff. <laughs> ranger stuff. <laughs> Come at me with ranger stuff. You're limping along, just kind of dragging your body. Mm -hmm. You get to one intersection, to another, to another. You're having a decently hard time kind of getting your bearings. Mm -hmm. There's one moment where the labyrinth kind of goes up a little bit on a, on a hilltop. Mm -hmm. And it affords you maybe 15 or 20 feet of elevation mm -hmm. above the, you know, the neighboring labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Uh, you try to get your um, your bearings of where you are, and you realize you're a part of you're in a, you are in a part of the labyrinth that you've never been in before. Okay. You don't see the mountain that you saw before. You see no movement of people going through the labyrinth. You see no hint or assemblage of a fort. Uh, that you were maybe looking for maybe Norlorn or something like that. Um, this territory looks entirely new. Um, yeah, I would keep uh, moving and constantly making right turns only right turns. Mm -hmm. um, until I found a, a place that I can set up camp and place an alarm on in front of me and behind me and To try to go to sleep. Okay. So you spend several hours until you find a, a spot that you feel comfortable with. You set those. Uh, you set those um, spells. Yeah. And before I go to sleep, I would uh, get my brass razor up, razor, uh -huh. and light a fire in it. I look at the fire, and I would say. 
I don't know. We didn't get along very well. But I need you to watch over me tonight. And I wouldn't have call forth an owl to fly up. I would post up in the corner and, and see what he could see as he looked around. So he's going up on top of the maze, mm -hmm. looking around. Flying around, yeah. Oh, owl, right. Mm -hmm. Sorry, singing spider. Um, you sent Thalonil. How far would you send him? A uh, hundred feet away. Okay. Kind of up and get an overview of the maze. As far as you can see, mm -hmm. there is nothing but maze. And it's just... Uh, it's dark. Uh... There doesn't seem to be kind of off, way off in the di like way off in the distance. There is a mountain range. Um, hard to tell if it's the same one, if it's a different one. Okay. Yeah, we'll just post up for the night. Have him just say circle around. If something's coming. Let me know. Okay. I'm gonna try to get some rest. So you get a rest. You get two points of your constitution back and you lose your exhaustion. One of them. I think you would lose all of them. Mm -mm. Only one. Okay. You must not want them all back. Yeah, it says uh, remove. An effect that removes. Finishing a long rest reduces creatures exhaustion by one level. Um, in the morning I would continue making right turns until I, I would just keep doing this lather, rinse, repeat process over and over again until at least four days have gone by four days go by try to pull the ring off my finger uh, make a strength check Hold on a second. Before I do that, I want to try to attune to this fucking ring. Mm -hmm. You're trying to attune to it. There's something about your expertise that doesn't allow you to attune in such a way that you would expect a magical item that you would attune to it. But you... the You keep wearing it, and as before, you continue to feel an... Uh, an overwhelming sense of personality, relationship, um, connection. Um, it feels deeper than, attune than attunement, but there are no effects that follow. It is just a, a bond that is formed between you and that ring. Um... I would call Thalno closer and say, hey, man. I need your help right now. You're a bird, but I need something more than that. I am the drag bearer, so... Go find me a fucking dragon. Let me know when you get back. 
I'm gonna keep making right turns. Okay. So I send my owl off to go see if he can find that cave. Okay. How long would you spend? I would lather, rinse, repeat, right turns, casting good berries to eat, setting alarm at night to go to sleep. looking at the ring playing with it one day goes by two days go by three four five your owl Thalano comes back every now and then mm -hmm. with nothing mm -hmm. you send him off in a different direction mm -hmm. a couple days go by Thalano comes back nothing eight days go by nine days go by you feel lost you have no idea what's going on mm-hmm Around the 11th or 12th day, you're walking down the labyrinth. Mm -hmm. um, you're almost getting a little delirious at this point just from the perpetual, overwhelming sameness. Everything is just walk down a corridor, turn to the right. Walk down a corridor, turn to the right. You've gotten all of your constitution back. You've taken enough long rest. You've got all your, you've, you've lost all the exhaustion so you're feeling better. Um, there's one moment where you turn to the right and you're walking down the corridor. Um, you make that right-hand turn, you walk a little bit, you realize for, you know, you get maybe 20 feet down and you, you pull your head up and you see that it's a dead end. You think, okay, this isn't the first time it's happened. So you turn around. Um, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Twenty-one. You turn around and looking at you, dead in the face, you feel this dark energy come up from your the heels of your feet courses up your calves circles your knees up your thighs starts to take over your stomach and it hits your chest and you feel this intense energy kind of around you and for whatever reason you feel the ability to kind of shake it off and you're looking down and as you look up you see a figure standing over you with a dragon mask on with arcane energy blaring out of its eyes, horns that are coming down, you look at it and you recognize that it is Thalanil. Um, he takes his hand and he pushes it at you. Um, what's Thalanil? Your, I'm sorry, Norlorn. I was about to say, that evil fuck is real evil. <laughs> um, what's your armor class? Enough. Of? <laughs> I would say, I don't want to get hit. And I would cast shield. What's your armor class for this? With shield? Mm-hmm. Plus five. 22. Okay. So. I don't uh, want to get hurt. Norlorn comes up to you and hits, and his hand, uh, his hand doesn't hit the shield. Uh, what does your shield look like? I don't know. I've closed my eyes every time I've done it. <laughs> okay. I so throw you, my arm up. You, <laughs> this is a big, big kumquat. Uh, you feel this uh, hand, uh, or like you cast it, you close your eyes, and you feel this intense pressure 
push you back. You put your right leg back and you kind of dig into the, uh, the dirt a little bit. And you pull yourself back up. Um, uh, you open your eyes. Do you want to do something? Yeah. What do you want to do? I would say, Norlorn, you're getting close. It works. Norlorn, you're getting close. It works. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's celestial. Okay. Um, when you say that, the eyes that have this sort of arcane energy burning uh, just from that space, uh, you see it kind of recess a minute and then get really big. Um, okay, that all hit. Uh, you, he comes at you, uh, hits you with the other hand. Um, you, do, can you do shield again or just? It's a. It's a reaction. So it's a new round. Yeah, we we'll yeah. do it again. Yeah. Okay. And it brings it to what? 22. All right, so that one will still hit. So it hits you and throws you about 15 feet back. Um, and Norlorn walks up to you and stands right over you, um, not saying anything. And he leans down and grabs your hand that has the ring on it. What are you doing? Hey. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't need that anymore. You can have it back. I can't get it off my fucking finger. Okay. And I would cast Mage Hand. Uh huh. And try to pull his mask off. Okay. As I'm saying, yeah, you can have the ring. I don't need it anymore. And I would have my Mage Hand trying to slide his hand, take his mask off. All right, give me a strength check. Uh, 13. 13. Um, your mage hand goes around and it tries to get a, uh, like a hold on the mask and it begins to pull. Um, that mask is not budging whatsoever. Um, as it does, you see his skin, um, kind of get pulled with it. Um, and you kind of get the impression that this mask is a part of his body. Uh, so that's your, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, he uh, grabs you. Okay. Um, and he's got his hand around your neck, uh, choking you. Um, would you cast shield? How many times can you cast shield? I have it a couple, one, couple more times. A couple more times. Uh-huh. And it was what? I have a 24. Well, I wouldn't cast it if I knew it would hit. Okay, so he comes at you. Yeah. Um, hang on a second. Let me roll. Choking's not how you make it work. That's what I would say as he's choking me. Nope. Wrong one. <laughs> I'll tell you everything you need to know. Just 37 it. plus 12. 51. 49. 51. 49. 49. 49. 49. 50. 41. You take 50 points of, um, uh, I guess it would be force damage because he's choking you out. Um, with the, with his other hand. How much? 50? Okay. He, um, is trying to slide the ring off of your finger. Uh, as he's pulling it, it's pulling your whole arm. It, it, he's Ouch! Having <laughs> 
already lost one arm, dude. Don't take that one, too. Just take the ring. What are you doing? That's it? Um, no. I am going to... Hold on a second. I will, as Blake Clark, pull out... Oh, he's got my one hand. Fuck, I don't have another hand. Um, I would pull out a crossbow bolt okay. and load it on my forearm and say, this is what you want to fucking do. This is what we'll do. And I'll shoot it right at his eye hole. But he has your hand. My crossbow bolt is tied to my my nub. My mage hand does my loading and so you're firing gonna ca- for cast me. Cast mage hand. That's an action. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Okay, it's still an action. Okay. I kind of always keep it cast, but yeah, go ahead. I already cast it before that, trying to take his mask off, so it's already a thing. Okay. It's so then, cast. So then, what are you doing with it? You're pulling out a. I'm loading my crossbow bolt and firing it at his eye. Okay, roll to hit. That's a bonus action. I whisp into my forearm. Say magic to all peoples, motherfucker. <laughs> and hunters mark him. Okay. All right, Wolfpack, you little fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Friends, I love you. Wolfpack is a friend. All right. Haven't, I haven't attacked in a long time. Let me see what that does. Oh, shit. Where is that on this app? I don't have my computer equipment. No. Attack. Actions. Actions. There we go. Uh, that's going to be a... 23 to hit. Uh, hits. Yeah, it does. It's a D6. Plus a hunter's mark. D6. Do I get a sneak attack because I'm awesome? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> With a shot. Sorry. <laughs> like, why would you get that? Because he's awesome. Uh, that's 10 damage. All right, 10. Got it. But I'd be aiming right for his eye socket. Well, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't get that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, based on what we talked about this morning about called shots, that would be too hard. That's what she said. To get right. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, you're going to miss your opportunity here to learn something new, sir. He has your he has your neck uh, in his hand. And the crossbow hits him, uh, and he looks back at you and he squeezes your neck yeah. as hard as possible. Okay. Um, you take forty two points of um, of uh, yeah of force damage. Uh-huh. Where you at in hit points? I'll go limp in his hand. Uh, before I do, I say you're gonna miss your opportunity. And I go limp. Okay. Uh, as you go down, mm-hmm. um, uh, roll me, um, roll me your death save. One. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. So success. Uh, he's gonna hit you. 
guess. Roll for it. So that hits. So that's two, two fails. Two fails. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and give me another death save. Okay. 18. So success. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he'll hit you again, and you'll have three mm -hmm. fails. Mm -hmm. So as he has you in his, his hands in your throat, mm -hmm. you're gasping for air, looking at this arcane burn in his eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, your vision begins to go blurry. Things in the distance drop out of your line of sight. You're looking at Norlorn. The outline of him begins to drop out of your vision. After a couple seconds, the only thing you can see are the illuminating colors of the arcane energy and fire coming out of his eyes, which begins to slowly dim and slowly dim and slowly dim until everything goes black. Mm -hmm. You feel this intense release from your body where if it's your soul or your spirit or something begins to lift up slowly like a feather getting, you know, pulled in reverse off the ground. Mm -hmm. As you look down, you're like looking around and you start to see the labyrinth starts start to kind of fall beneath you. You look down at, at Norlorn. Uh, Norlorn hits the ground. Um, you get the impression that he's angry. You notice that your body is gone. Mm -hmm. Everything begins to slowly go further and further away. Your vision goes deeper into the clouds. You start to see celestial bodies. You start to see the looming plane grow further until it's, you could almost cover it with your thumb. You start to look up in the distance and you see what looks like a, a plane or a world over here. You see another plane or a world far back here until everything goes so dark, you feel like you can see the dark. And then in a moment, you feel as though your feet are on the ground somewhere, as if some ethereal part of your body can stand up and walk around. Uh, and we'll go back to the rest of the party at this point. So the rest of you are in the middle of the uh, road, and uh, you are trying to um, uh, kind of gather what's going on with the rest. A few seconds go by, you kind of see this fireball explode off into the side. People are trying to pick themselves up from the chaos or whatever. Um, uh, most of your focus is down the way where the uh, Erdos fireball just happened, and there's a body. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, there's a body that hit over there. And then maybe 30, 45 seconds, a minute later, um, Blake's body materializes. Um, eyes rolled in the back of his head. The ring is just, if his hand is on the ground like this, the ring is just off his finger uh, laying on the ground. What are you guys doing? So this is after everything kind of just happened, right? Yeah, you guys are about... All right, so yeah. they're, they're pretty far. I'm still only 50 feet away. So I see that and I run over and slide like on my knees next to Blake's body. Okay. And... I just look at him and I put my hand on the back of his neck and try to like 
kind of lift his head up to shake it. Does anything happen? Mm-mm. His eyes are in the back of his head. His body is Blake. very ragdollish. Blake! Blake, brother, don't do this. Blake, Blake, Blake. Come on, man. Come on. And I smack him as hard as I can in the face. Anything? No. You do it, and his head just jolts to the other side. What little saliva was left in his mouth comes out and goes on the side of his cheek. Okay. And I look. Um, I pull out a potion from my... Um, uh, from from my uh, equipment, and I pour it into his mouth. Do I get anything out of him? Uh, the potion goes into his mouth, and it just kind of comes out. It's rolling down his... his God, you bastard. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to regret this. And I reach into his <laughs> pants, and I go wherever I think he went before, and I try to find those good berries. Do I find anything? You find two little berries, <laughs> I but grab they're not those, good. I grab those. <laughs> I grab those berries, yeah. and I pull, but they don't come. They don't come. Is there anything Thank else God, down they there? They don't come. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else down there. Uh, Blake. There's a twig and berries down there. <laughs> Blake, brother. Blake. And uh, I'm guessing Finn's probably the only one that could hear as the eagles flying with Erdo right now. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Finn would be... So Finn, you'd be you're, you're like down hundred away. You're yeah. like 100 feet away. So I scream out, Finn, get over here. And I look down and I check his body and I'm looking for... I'm decap BTLSing here. Like I'm looking for any deformities, contusions, abrasions, uh, lacerations, anything. I'm trying to check everything. Give me a medicine check and um, tell me what Erdo and Basil are doing. Erdo and Basil are swinging back around... Uh, flying down to where the creature died, and I assume we would see Blake. Yeah, you definitely would see Blake. Yeah, and we would immediately go over to that area instead. Okay. Uh, Fen. Kaladin. Seventeen. Is he okay? No, he's gone. And I check again. I, I'm still checking. I'm checking his pulse. I'm checking everything. No, no pulse. There's no lacerations. Um, it looks like around his neck, there's um, like his windpipe was crushed, uh, and his body is is. Um, Do I see finger? Desperately cold. His body is very cold. Do I see finger marks around his? Um, you see like maybe a red, like a, like if I were to kind of hold my arm long enough. So you know, like for a, me, I would, like a light, I would notice a light that's bruise. A, yeah, you like would. Someone's you, hand was around. A his seventeen neck. would give you enough to kind of learn that something happened to his neck. So I look at him, and I look down at his hand, and I see the ring, and I pick it up. He put on the ring again. I saw him disappear. And there's a wall next to me. Uh, yes, and the wall say, that with the window that got blown out from Erdo's fireball. I just say, "Damn it!" Then I throw the ring against the wall. Okay. And I look down. Erdo would like to look down at Blake. How long does it appear he has been dead? Uh, give me a medicine check. That's low. I got. A, I rolled a three. Okay. Uh, hard to tell. Um, it's hard to tell with him being physically gone for a while. Hmm? Do I? He was physically gone, mm-hmm. and then he died and came back. Mm-hmm. The movement and the time in his body it's uh, hard for you to kind of get an idea of how long he's been dead. Can anyone speak to dead? Yes I can. Did you already try the good berries? 
berries I got are the ones that don't detach. I'm going to open my <laughs> satchel and take out one of my diamonds and try to cast Revivify upon Blake. Read Revivify to me. You touch a creature that has died within the last minute. That creature returns to life with one hit point. This spell can't return to life a creature that has died of old age, nor can it restore any missing body parts. That's... That's, uh... One minute is relative. Poignant. Since it's different planes. The time happens simultaneously. Albert Einstein. That would be within one minute of our plane. Isaac Newton. What does it look like when you cast Revivify? I, I take my diamond and I put it upon his chest and it kind of appears like I cast Burning Hands, but I burn it into his chest and okay. it is absorbed by his body. Blake, your feet find footing. You look around and it's hard for you to see anything. Uh, again, the the darkness is so you have nothing on you. the The darkness is so dark; it, it feels uh, tangible. Um, Ten seconds go by, twenty, twenty-five, and your eyes begin to acclimate to where you are. Uh, in front of you is a figure, spectral, kind of floating a little bit. Um, This figure begins to hover a bit towards you. Gets closer and closer. I say, hey man, where the hell are we? In well, Celestial. We're, we're, we're going to do a, a... Oh, I'm not supposed to talk at this moment. <laughs> Give me a wisdom save. All right. I'm good at those. Do I have modifiers or anything right now? No. No I'm modifiers. Like, awesome. Eight. Okay. So you're frightened. So you'd play, you know, a, a more frightened. You'd be freaked out by what's happening. Uh, as this thing comes closer to you. Um, and it says, uh, the Drakabirer. And as it starts to say it, you feel this warmth come up your body, around your knees, through your thighs, circling around your, your hips and your, and you feel yourself kind of getting pulled away from this place. And this voice is just surrounding you. It's not just something that you hear. It's something that you feel. It's almost pulling you, but you feel something a little bit stronger pulling you back. Uh, your body felt cold, but as you feel this warmth, you, you feel the blood begin to pump through your veins again, and you feel your heart uh, begin to in you again, and you, and you feel like the saliva begin to kind of populate back in your, in your mouth again. You can feel the sweat on your hands. You, almost, you feel like you have material to yourself again, and as you do... 
you fly back through the celestials, you see these things kind of at light speed going past you. It's almost like streams. It's like when in Star Trek, they're kind of going through like hyperspeed or they do that jump or whatever. Everything's just flying What's past that? you. And then all of a sudden you just bam back on the ground and you're with the rest of the group <gasps> uh, and you open up and the rest of you guys see him. Oh my uh, gosh. His eyes open. Blake, uh, uh, Erdo, make them better. Like what? You, health, what, health. What, what was the worst that could happen, Blake? I mean, that was pretty cool, yo. What just happened? Um, you want the whole stories? You just died. We just brought you back. And by we, I mean Erdo. And by Erdo, I mean that beautiful man next to us. Yeah, he's my first friend, so um, expect nothing less. Dude, what just happened? I, I wasn't doing well in the battle. So I was like, you know what? We'll get me out of here. This ring protected me last time. I'll put the ring back on. What's the worst that can happen, Erdo says. And I was like, okay, you're right. Snap it on my finger. Boom. I'm in the fucking glooming plane again in that maze. Again, that is disappointing. I know, right? I thought I'd go back to the mountain. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm the drag bearer now, motherfucker. I'm gonna get me a dragon. I'm gonna fly back in. I'm gonna destroy this invisible fuck. And I was in a place of the maze I had never seen before. So I just kept making right turns. At least you didn't run into Norlorn. Man, I did it for a while. <laughs> so I sent my owl out. I was like, hey, find me that dragon. He found me the wrong fucking dragon. He brought Norlorn back to me. Thalano. Stupid Thalano. Classic fuck. Thalano. Yeah, at one point I thought it was Thalano that was attacking me. <laughs> In the moment, I was like, oh, fucking Thalano. <laughs> but who was it? It was Norlorn. You have got to be kidding me. So I Norlorn know. killed you. I mean, he tried to kill me. No, he killed you. I don't know, dude. I'm the drag bearer, no, so I don't dude. really die. And I, I had to like... Smack him on the face lightly, like get his attention. Careful. You die. Has one hit. <laughs> <laughs> lightly, <laughs> good gentle. I, 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 dude, you died. I do cast healing word upon. Uh, I don't thing. know if that's correct, because after that, you were dead. I'm part celestial, Kaladin. I don't fucking die. I all right. Think you are part celestial. Yeah. You just snorted celestial <laughs> dust one time. But uh, so after after Norlon started choking me, I was like, "You're gonna miss out on your opportunity." And then I started floating, cause I'm fucking awesome. Remember that? Awesome. Started floating up into the sky, past all the planes, saw the planes. I was like, "Deuces, planes! I'm a fucking beast!" Flying up. I get to the celestial being thing, okay, and, and he's casting I, some stuff, and I'm I like, get up. I'm like, yo, I go pick up the ring. I'm like, right as you do, you don't want to hear the rest of my story. That a kid has the ring in his hand. He noticed that it was thrown, and he's going and picking it up, uh, and he's and he's looking at it. I'm I go and that thing I and go and take him. Throw a dagger right in his face. <laughs> Punch that kid. I in go. The I go. To the kid. I go and snatch the, the ring from the kid. I oh hi, hold no. on a minute. Uh, give me a... A sleight of hand? Um, let's just do contending, um... Oh, you don't want to... We'll do, we'll do contending de dexterity. Oh, dexterity? Yeah, I have Damn a 14. It. Uh, cock. What do you do with your cock? Natural 20. Nice. So he says, oh, oh, wait a minute! What? And he <laughs> didn't even see your hand. It's just not <laughs> in his hand that. anymore. I see that. I look at him. I said, "Put that in your pocket. Do not give it to Blake." His car. And I, I walk. I, put it in my pocket. <laughs> I walk straight back towards the. 
I walk straight towards where that body lay, uh-huh. and I search that dude's body. There's a and I'm fireball in, on top of him. And so. I'm like urgent here because I need we need to get out of here. There's a fireball yeah. on it. Does I that mean it. I can't get close to it? No, I left it so no one else would mess with it. Okay, I just I, I turn back. I'm like Erdo, drop this thing for me, please. I didn't finish my story. Well, you can finish it later. (laughs) You're alive, and we need to get out of here. Basil, you can have some really fucking good songs to sing about this, dude. You're traveling with an all-powerful being. And then what happened, Blake? So I meet this celestial being thing. He dropped it? I don't know. Did he drop it? No, I'm listening to the story. (laughs) He's like, Drakbearer, what up? And I'm like, oh, shit, that guy knows my name. And then all of a sudden, my heart started beating, and I was like, "All right, I'll Erdo, see you drop later. this, deuces." Oh, yes, yes. I and I popped I back in, and then you start yelling at me again. He's burned badly. You, there's not did really much of a body. That is incredible. Did I find any rings? It's a good story, right? What did this metal wouldn't look like? Like he's uh, been burning under this intense. It was really hard to see. It was dark. Nothing. No marks. He was just like anything. I don't remember what he said. How he described him. So I marched back over while they were talking. Pretty cool, though. And I grabbed both of them. I get him up. And I'm like, let's go. We need to get out of here. <laughs> let's go. Why do we need to leave? That thing was trying to hunt us. We he, is, we, he is dead. He is quite dead. He is dead. Calden. I have no idea who else is with him. And everyone weapons, just saw Calden. you do fire. There are people gonna circling think, you watching. They're going to think we are the ones who did this. We need to leave now on the boat. Yes, I Let's did go. do the fire. Yes. I think that is a good idea. Let's go. There's there's guards that are coming up to you guys. Uh, hey, wait, wait a minute. I want to have a talk with you. He went that way, and we start walking. No, I want to have a talk with you. Slow down right now. No, we're out. Do you know who you that is? Running? I We start running. Let's go. They start jogging after you guys. Okay, well, I'm, I'm running faster than them because I'm, <laughs> I'm Kaladin. Because I'm a piece of Tell them you're Kaladin. Tell them you're Kaladin. Say, I am Kaladin. Calm the fuck down. Um, no, we're not talking right now. We're running. <laughs> Are you running? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm Basil's running. got Are little running? legs. Yep. Are you running? Yeah, I'm hobbling. So Basil would not have a speed faster than that. He's a bird still, though. He could fly. He's Basil is going to. You know, he oh, doesn't yeah, drop polymorph. He never right. dropped it? Yeah, he, he never drops polymorph. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So you guys start running. He would start looting spaceships and shit before he dropped polymorph. Um, We're running towards the docks. We're we're going towards the boat. Yeah, you guys go down one street. Basil's going to grab the body, the charred body, and follow us to the boat. Oh, Basil is. Yep. Okay. You guys go down one street, and you get a little bit of a gap of these uh, guards between you and them. Uh, You turn turn a corner. There's another street, uh, a gap between you and them. It kind of grows every time you guys turn. We're fast. After about the fourth or fifth corner, uh, you look back, and they are just rounding a corner as you guys are. And you guys are able to get down to the seafaring wharf. Um, what are you guys doing? So we get down. We jump on the boat. We yell to the, the crew. Are they on there? Uh, yes. Okay. We say we, we're ready to go. Let's we, go we, now. We've got some. Sven, now. Okay, but we've got to get these. Um, get it now. Some... We're being chased. Let's go. So I start. Wait, wait what's going on? I, I start understand. doing what, what I can to start wrapping up the rope. Uh, I was like, Blake, help me with this. And we're uh, getting, I don't know, the rope off the dock, getting it untied. <laughs> I, I should start lifting the anchor. Finn helps. Hey, Erdo. Ass turn. Blow up that other <laughs> boat for us, please. What's that? Blow up that other boat. Yes. Can Let you see do that? I can do that. Sten slides yeah, down from the crow's nest, and he's going as fast as he can. The you know, I think you guys had four people. Um, they're all going as fast as they can. They don't understand the urgency, but it's kind of an I.I. captain. And how many guards do I see when I look up coming um, down the you, wharf? You have a little bit of time. Okay. Yeah, you Great. guys ran. You guys ran from I think it was Pierside. I said, 
uh, all the way down to the Seafaring Wharf. So you guys have, um, you guys have it. a little bit of time. Let's get out of here. Um, give me an intelligence check. Be a sixteen. Okay. So you feel sort of the urgency and the adrenaline is just kind of pumping through your body. Um, you haven't been on the, uh, you know, uh, water, sea, whatever for too long, but you're able to kind of get a, a, a quite a bit of things done pretty quickly, um, channeling a lot of your focus into what you need to get done. Um, you take the la or you see Sten kind of take the last rope and throw it onto the dock next to you guys. And right as that happens, your, your sail, it, uh, expands out, catches the wind, and then you see the guards coming down from the markets into the sink fairing wharf, and your ship is pulling out just in time. Yes? How close are we to that boat that was causing all the problems? The boat that was causing... It's on the far end of the uh, oh, wharf. okay. Yeah. It's about three, 350 feet away. Okay. Did you want to do something? I was, I was gonna catch that boat on fire, but it's too far. You can catch another boat on fire. There's plenty around you. If any boats pursue us, I would like to shoot fire at their sails. Okay. Um, so you guys. I would as well. You guys pull out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. You're really good at pulling out, and um, right as you guys are about n a ninety percent, ninety degree turn from you know, because you're pulling out this way and you're turning. Right as you do, you, you guys notice that the guards that were chasing you are talking to other guards, and they're pointing. Um, and they look like they're trying to come up with a plan to, to stop you guys. What are we, you doing? We freaking uh, drop the sail. And no, no, raise the sail. We, depending on what kind of boat you're on, you either raise it or you drop are it. Are we trying or to stay still go, or go fast? It could go from the side or the other side. We put out the sail. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> on the mast and we go. Okay. Anything from you guys? Uh, as your boat is turning and it's almost 180 degrees, you see um, a couple of guards on like little dinghies and they're trying to row out to a ship that's already pointed at you guys. I shoot fire right in front of them. Okay, uh, roll to hit in front I'm of them. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to intimidate them to stop, not hit them. I'm not trying to kill these people because I'm a celestial being and I don't want to kill people. Oh my God. <laughs> this is Character development. What'd you say? This is going to be insufferable. <laughs> so you want to shoot in front of them? Yeah, I just want to scare them. Oh, I rolled a good 21. I actually hit him. All right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit right in front of them and it's what, Firebolt? Yeah. Uh, they just see fire come at them and go into the water. Okay, and so <laughs> there's like a big splash in front of them. Their dinghy kind of raises up a little bit, uh, but they're still rolling forward. What are you doing? I am casting Scorching Ray. That is three rays of fire. I cast it at the sails of whatever large boats they are attempting to get to. That's smart. Roll to hit. That's way smarter. I'm going to start shooting Firebolt at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 20 to hit. That's a cantrip. I can just 20 to hit. Light okay, it up. you'll hit. And a nine to hit. Uh, we'll say that one misses. Oh, I got two ones. Oh no, that's not one. That's seven. In a fifteen to hit. That will. We'll, I'll let that hit. I'm, I want you to beat a twelve. So two hits. Okay. So. Uh, Are there multiple boats? I'm, they're, they're going toward one boat. I'm shooting all three at that one boat. Okay. So two of them hit. Casting um, the sails. What did fire. you scorching ray? Yes. What does that do? Fire damage. Is it one of those? It catches everything on fire kind of spell. Oh, yeah? The target takes 2d6 fire damage. Yes. All right, roll the fire damage. Uh, this is a 2d6. 
12 total. Okay. So you hit, uh, the two hit it, but one kind of goes just a little wide. Um, and you start to see flames starting to kind of grab the sails and flames are kind of like licking up the sail and it, you start to see a hole um, growing a little bit more, a little bit more. At this point, give me another intelligence check. Nineteen. Uh, at this point, you were able to get the boat to turn the the direction that you need. The um, the sail that was catching the wind uh, sweeps across the deck uh, like almost a hundred eighty degree turn. The wind grabs it, and everybody just kind of feels a jolt as the boat just uh, and you guys start kind of feeling the boat hitting over these waves, hitting over these waves. There's a big statue in the middle of the um, seafaring harbor uh, that you guys go by. Um, and slowly but surely, uh, Harper's Landing gets further and further uh, in the distance for you guys. I want to navigate it inland towards um, the river that goes up to... Bogalow. Um, no. Ariston. Ariston. Uh, so that'll take a little bit of time, but you're kind of going in that direct. You're kind of going out and around uh, in that direction. Um, you look back and uh, you see Harper's Landing uh, growing smaller and smaller in your visual. It's kind of fading a little bit into the horizon. Uh, and the one thing you can kind of see is this um, bright white and yellow uh flame in the middle of the seafaring wharf that is that ship that was on fire uh, and it looks like the whole thing has caught fire Jeez. Um, you guys are on the ship again so well that that was kind of um though a little bit of a stressful sort of situation um, i put my mage hand to his mouth this, and is say he down here is he down here with us you, well, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, can I take the wheel for a minute? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Take the wheel. Yeah, I, I, I captain. And, and I walk up. up to, and I he... walk up to Blake, and I grab the front of his shirt, and I like push him back as I start talking to him. I'm like, "Stop doing stuff like that. Stop putting yourself in danger. Stop making it so that we are are in danger with you. I cannot lose another family member. You're all I have left. You, Erdo, Finn. You're all I have. What about Stop. Basil? Basil. <laughs> you, Erdo, and Finn, you're all I have left. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> I, was try- I, was, I, I was trying to help us. I was trying to get a dragon. I, I need you I'm the drag to help you. I need you to stay alive. I was trying to stay alive. You are my brother, and I cannot lose another. Wow, Please. I don't plan on going anywhere. I fucking told you, calm down. Gosh, and I just push him and let go. I give him a hug. And walk away. I just give him a hug. I walk I away. I like, I like shove him. I shove Get, do, his arms do, away do, from Do two con- contending uh, strength <laughs> checks. It's a uh, 14. Four. Uh, I just push his, I push his arms away and I walk. He's, he's going for you. He's trying to, he's trying to hold you. Do you? No, no I'm, I'm pushing him away. I'm okay. like... I'm like mad with a righteous emotional like just grief. Like I thought I lost him. So I'm yeah. I'm just I'm like damn it, Blake. I thought I lost you. If it weren't for the fact that we have diamonds, which by the way we got because we calculated and you didn't, just remember that. <laughs> you wouldn't be alive right now. You were dead. Your pulse was gone. You were limp. You I think had our calculations were the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the calculations got us to the same place. 
I felt <sighs> great. Again. I have two more diamonds if we want to keep trying the ring. No. No. Who has the ring? Doesn't matter. I'm not the, you. I'm the drag hoarder. No, you're not I the drag hoarder. I should have ring. You died. The god being said, You died. Drag hoarder, what up? And I was like, Yo, yo, yo. I'm going back. I'll see you later. Oh, yes. Speaking of dead, I would like to go to the charred corpse and cast Speak with Dead upon him. Okay, let's read that spell. Make sure you ask him who the drag hoarder is. <laughs> oh, sorry. The drag hoarder? Bear. No. Bear. Drak. The drak bear. D-R-A-A-C-H. And I think he was mocking you. Drak. I used my last third level spell Bearer. to revivify, apparently. So, yeah. Thank you for I, your integrity. I would love to talk to this guy. <laughs> we can do it tomorrow, right? I mean, dead people does can be Basil, dead forever. Does Basil have talked to them? I think that's a cleric thing, right? Uh, does Basil? I, I don't know. I don't think he does. No. Yeah, sing to dead. <laughs> I like shake it off, and then I walk back to Blake. Come here, man. Just and give I me just, a hug. I embrace him. Thank you. And I just I say... I know that was scary for you. I just say, I'm like, I can't lose you two. I know. You're all I have left. Can't lose you either. I just had to go talk to Norlorn for a little bit. Norlorn will die for this. He should. He's kind of an ass. He didn't even want... I, I told him I could tell him how to make his celestial thing work, and he didn't want to listen to me. I even said it in celestial. All he wanted was the ring because he thinks he's the Drak bearer. And I'm like, no, dog, that's me. You didn't bear the Drak very well. I don't. I don't know what a drunk is yet. We gotta go to. We gotta go to <laughs> the libraries or some shit. Guys, Norlorn's after this ring. These people are after this I ring. I think that guy was sent by Norlorn, for sure. I'll ask him in the morning. Yeah, we'll talk to him in the morning. Let's get some sleep. What time is it? Time to get some sleep. Nine twenty-four p.m. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say in game it's about four o'clock in the, in the afternoon. afternoon. Oh, we don't need to get some sleep yet. I just sit down. I take out my little my book, my dad's notes from magic school, and I just start reading again. I want to loot that body, Captain. Where where is it exactly that you were wanting me to go? You just you kind of told me to just take this. Uh, we're going. This. We're going to Ariston. Is it going to Ariston? Okay. Just chill for a minute. I'll be back up in a sec. Yes, that's probably a good idea. I don't think that I should really be the one sort of, um, you know, do doing this. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> okay. You're doing great. Just give us a second. That was a stressful situation. It sounded really stressful. Like, from I can sort of tell this sort of the exit from the wharf and how you guys are sort of talking to each other. Um, so what happened? Oh, I tell you all about it. You want to know? Yes, I, I think that I would love to. We've just kind of been I sitting walk, here. I walk down below while they start. Do you tell them everything? Yeah. I, I'm saying, just here, let me hold that for you, and I'll grab the wheel. I'm like, you just rub on this for a little yeah, bit. Well, I don't think I want to do all that, but. Just rub my nub. Just, I'm not going to rub I your paid nub. you for this already. This isn't, well, you know. It's story time with nub rub. 
I made these guys rub it when I told them the stories. Did you guys rub rub the nub? I did. Odo uh, does not answer this question. Not all of them had to rub it. Just one of them had to rub it. Okay, it's just kind of, just sort of. Uh, I'll I'll pass on the story. I'll get all some right. out of time. Okay, sounds good. What do you guys want to do for the for the day? Odo is going to look at the uh, the bestiary book and see if there is any creature called a drek. A drok. Yeah. A drok. Nothing. This book is about to make its way into the ocean. This book hasn't told you anything. <laughs> it has a very cows, special character that dogs, tells us absolutely nothing. Goats. <laughs> did we did we loot that body yet? This book is worthless. I already tried. You tried. The the body is so uh, deeply burned. Yeah, the skin is melted into the clothing. It's hard to make out the shape of the face. The hair is completely gone. Fingernails are gone. Did he have fingers any are webbed together? Any metal on metal him? rings or necklaces? I already or asked all that. Like that. No, no, I was still coming back from being dead, so it's like not all there. Sorry about that. Titanium bones, nothing. Like you would go to like check the pockets and they're basically just, it's like a Crispy. plastic Ken doll. Yeah, it's, you, there's no way to. Nice. Kentucky fried. Ken doll. Wizard. I pull, out my, fried I pull wizard. out my stone to my dad, knowing other people are listening. Oh, okay. And I just say, Praxis, what do you know? Well, I would, I would say that there are many things that you could know, little Kaladin, about the Praxis. What is it that you would like to know? Who are they and what do they want? Ah, perhaps that question would be better asked, who are you? And what is it that you want to know, Kaladin? I asked you what I want to know. You know exactly what I want to know. And you know exactly who I am. Who is Praxis? I am Praxis, Kaladin. And what do you? want hmm. what does anyone want they want power they want control they want knowledge there are many things that man wants the difference between me and them I have it <laughs> do you send that dude send him would be a interesting way to ask that question he was he work there for, you? for he serves me I don't know that I would say that he I would not say that he works for me I'd say that he serves my interests we have similar interests and it is helpful that they overlap because there are certain people who can do certain things for me so he wanted what I have works out for me which means you want what I have Hmm. Well, we will get back any things that we need. Uh, I doubt. And what is it that you want with us? Well, I would say that there's nothing that we need with you, uh, but now you do have something of ours that uh, we were sort of trying to keep safe uh, for the time being. And now that you have it, we will m make sure that we get it back. Well... Given that we have the Drak Bear, I think we'll be all right. 
It tickles me that you use a word that you don't even know what it means. I'm glad that I could tickle you. Calden, please tell me what a drachbear is. What is a drachbear? Why don't you tell me? Yes, this is what I thought. You see, Calden, if you are explaining, you are losing. I didn't and I am not in anything. the business of explaining nor losing. Yeah, well, you lost today. That's for sure. Ooh, Good try, though. We got it. There will be more, Kaladin. And we'll see you soon. I hope so. Yeah. Who would make for a fun day? Oui, oui. Wee. <laughs> that wasn't your father. You hear. <clears throat> Kaladin. They are not one to get caught up in. Give them back what they need and leave it alone. Your father is a wise man. I would listen to him. Father, you know I have issues with authority. Swallow your pride, Kaladin. Give them back what they need. Kaladin doesn't swallow, it's part of his backstory. <laughs> I was waiting for that, I knew it was coming. Yeah, you always do when you know it's gonna swallow. Maybe we can come to an arrangement. Say that on the thing. Hey Erdo, toss me that toss me that stone that you have in there with your your, pers- your pers- possessions. Uh, the onyx stone. Yeah, let me let me have a have a conversation with him. Yes. You wish to tell him of your celestial experience. <laughs> he already knows how awesome I fucking am. That's why he wants to work with us, obviously. Hey Onyx. Is this thing on? Onyx? What is it that I can do for you, boy? Man, it's so good to hear your voice, Onyx. Um, full transparency. I'm fucking awesome. Just thought you should know. Pretty much the most awesome being on this planet. So, I don't think I could work for you, Onyx. But I could work with you if you wanted me to. 
Your partner Norlon might have an issue with that because he thought he could take me out. I'm too good for that. So we're headed to Ariston's. Got any work there for us? For our partnerships? Also, you don't have to talk yet. <laughs> Praxis? What the fuck? Why? Why Praxis? Why okay. Praxis what? What What do they want, mans? What's the issues? How tied in are you with Praxis? If you're with Praxis, I can't work with you. to Praxis. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. What are you looking to do when you get to Ariston? I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck Praxis did to me. What makes you ask that question, Blake? Do you know of the Drac Drac Bear? You ever heard this? I was reading this book, came across it, and I was like, this sounds pretty cool, but it didn't really have much more about it. I just like the name how they spell Drac. It's got two A's in it, two vowels, back to back. Like, what the fuck? What book did you find, Blake? Oh, we were in a library at Westenheim. And it talked about a Drac. Drac bearer. What was the name of the book? Dude, I don't read the covers. <laughs> it's a big waste of time. Do you have it on you? I don't know. I was like, oh, that's Drock Bear. I left it. Where? In the library in Westlehine. Don't go there, though. There's a fucking dragon standing over top of it. I could get you some work in Ariston if you wanted. Yeah, man. Do you know anything about the Drock Bear, though? You sound very interested in that, that book. I'm intrigued in a book that would talk about it. I know. It's weird, right? A book like that could probably go for quite a bit on the black line. All right. Well, we have some business to do back in, in Westerlein. If I get back there, the dragon and me are cool. We're like, we're awesome right now. So I can get to the library. I'll get you the book. Do you know any more about it, dude? I would be interested in finding that book see what it could do for us. That's not Ariston. I told you we're going to Ariston, not Westline. I hear that. Maybe I'll send uh, some of my own. Send Ghost. Ghost did well up there. Maybe Ghost. Ghost doesn't... Uh, she doesn't want to go to Westline anymore. She doesn't work with you anymore. Ghost doesn't report to anyone anymore. That's true. She said that when we met her. You know what my personnel where and how to identify them. Yeah, they got the earrings on the wrong side of their face. Left I'll side. make sure one is looking for you when you get in. Okay. Are you coming in by <laughs> land nice. or by sea? Uh, I mean, I don't know yet. We, we'll get it figured out when we get closer. We got to figure out what the safest way to enter the city is. Again, I used to work for Praxis. They want me back for some reasons. Well. Do you have any tips on getting into the city? I mean, given the Civil War 
my assumption would be it's not going to be the easiest to get into. Quillroth, Ainori, Ariston, all are pretty locked down. What is okay. What do you mean, Civil War? These sister cities okay. have been attacking each other for quite some time since Westlahan fell. Yeah. Who's winning? Hard to tell, but I would probably throw my my hat in the ring with Ainori. But Ariston has magic that would keep others at bay. Their city's a bit locked down. Quillroth, they don't have too much going for them. The sister city of knowledge. There's not too much you can do there. Nerds. Quillroth is, uh, has had a couple devastating hits from Ainori, but military and the fold haven't been able to, uh, to get too close to, to Ariston. They're not letting many people in or out. Oh, we're going to get in. Well, I've got people on the inside. Yeah, with the earrings. It'd be helpful to know how you're getting in so I could find you. I'll get back with you when we get closer. We've got to scout it out a little bit, do some reconnaissance. See what the safest way in is. I'm gathering from this conversation that you, uh, you're not too keen of praxis. No. Because my work that I would contract out to you yeah. would not be in the best interest of praxis. Oh, and I'm down for that, for sure. Praxis used me, man. They used me. They did some shit to my bones. I'm pretty much the most awesome weapon to ever walk the face of the earth. I can't be killed. So, like, they want something to do with me. We're going in there to, to fuck them up. If I'm being completely honest, we're gonna just going to kill them all. Every single one of them. Do they have any cool earrings things that I know who it is so, if I, wanna, so I know who to kill? I know the triangle logo. Seen that. Are you going to go to Ariston to kill a bunch of Praxis? Or are you going to go to Ariston and carry out the job that I'm asking you to do? Those things don't go hand in hand? Based on what you're saying, Blake, and the arrogance that you're bringing into this conversation, I'm not convinced that my, my jobs and what your objective is can coexist. You See, might have to pick thing. if you want to here's kill the thing, them. Onyx. I am a man of getting shit done. Somebody gives me a target, I take the target out. That's what I did for practice. Got really fucking good at it. I've been a man without a target for a long time. I'm starting to come up with my own target, and that target is practice. If somebody else says, hey, Blake, I have a job for you. Go to the bank and set up this mechanism. I get the fucking job done. If they say, hey, Blake, take this box to the other place and give it to the person at the gate, I get the job done. So if somebody else gives me a job, I get the job done, and then I get back to trying to figure out what the next job is. Nobody tells me what that is. I come up with my own. Usually, typically ends with me trying to hunt down Praxis. Will you let me know when you get to Ariston? Okay. If you want to recklessly kill... No, I don't. I'm asking for a fucking target. I'm asking for a job. I'm here saying, hey, Onyx, 
Do you have a job for me to do? At some point, I'm coming up. So you tell me where in the conversation that is. Reach out to me when you get to Ariston and no sooner. No sooner? Thought I was going to tell you how we get into the city. All right. I'll wait until we can get there. All right, Kaladin, you can come up. Blake, where are you on the on the ship right now? I typically stand in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna assume you're sitting down. Sure. I walk up and I sit down next to Blake. What's up, man? I just talked to the leader of Praxis. I just talked to Onyx. How'd that go? How'd that go? Well, he's an asshole. He didn't tell me much. He wants some book I made up. About what? what? <laughs> I told him we learned about the drag bearer and a book in Westlehine. He said the book will fetch a pretty penny if it talks about the drag bearer. The Praxis dude just made fun of me because I told him that we had the drag bearer. Well, you do. <laughs> Maybe Erdo can write a book and we can mail it to Onyx. This Maybe. means that Onyx knows what the drag bearer is. I know. You didn't tell me. Blake. Yes. I've been thinking, man. What's up? You've got a second shot. You just died. I mean, I was always taught you only get one shot. Don't miss your chance to blow. But now you get two shots. Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime. Oh. It's a new verse. Yoto. This is a verse you need to start singing. Listen, man, you've always wanted a target. You've always wanted someone else to point you where you need to face. Be done with that. Be done with letting someone else tell you where your target is. You're right. I'm the fucking drag bear. You're the drag bear. Yeah. DB. You're, yeah. a D, you're a DB. DBBC. You're, you're a big DB. Huge. The hugest of DBs ever to walk the face of the earth. The biggest. The biggest DB. Catches the most. Dude, you're right. I don't need anybody to tell me where to target. Let's figure this out together. Yeah, you tell me what to target later. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I tell you who we're targeting. No. Oh. We work together to come up with a mutual target that yes. we both agree upon. And it doesn't even have to be a target. It, it helps. could be. It helps it we call them it targets. It could be. I mean, I just, I'm just a man that needs You're to more than that. You're right. You are more than just what you can take down. I'm the drag bearer. No, you're Blake Clark. I'm a celestial being. You're Blake Clark, <laughs> oh who God. sniffs celestial ashes. <laughs> Dude, the God thing called me a drag bearer. Was it a God or was it evil? I was scared of him because he was all powerful. Are you sure? Or did you roll really bad on your fright check? I mean... When you come face to face with God, 
typically you get you shit yourself. I didn't shit myself. But I was afraid of him. But he did say Yo 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 yo, Jack Barrow, what up? So like we, we gotta decide. figure out what this is. We decide what we do. You don't need Onyx to point you in a direction. You don't need me, or Erdo, or Scott, who doesn't exist in this yeah, party. We, we if we, we had, met a Scott, if man. we had a person, is he hanging out with Thomas? <laughs> if we had a person named Scott, he should not also be able to tell you what to do. Right. I think that Findle is what Findlin named his wig. Findlin might. <laughs> Findlin could tell me what to do. Or Basil? Do we listen to Basil? You're your own man. No. You're your own. <laughs> <laughs> You're your own man. We make targets together. If that's what we need, if we need a target, we do it together. No one needs to tell you. Yeah, you're right. This is your second chance at life. Let's live it to its fullest, and let's do it together. I'm done serving West Lahine, serving the things of the past. Hell you're yeah. done serving the things that give you targets. Let's just be a family and figure out what we're doing from here. Yeah, well, let's let's just not do any of this. Let's just sail right on past Ariston. I got a really dope treehouse in Bogolo that we can <laughs> put up in, and we could just like chill for a little bit. And the dwarves are there are great. Basil might have an issue with it, but they're super nice, and they make the most exquisite pot pottery in the land. I do like pottery. Or do you like pottery? I do like pottery. Yes. Yeah. Finn, did Finn follow me up? No. I'm Finn! Sure, I'm sure Finn likes pottery, dude. Finn hates pottery. Just sign up. But. Fuck. No, he hates pottery. Basil hates dwarves. We can't go to Bur Bogolo. Oh. As you guys are talking, you realize that the sun has dropped behind the horizon and the stars are out. The first of the two moons is coming up over the other horizon line. I hate right. when we get double mooned. It's the worst. Blake. Yeah. I love you, man. I love you too, bud. Don't die again. I'm gonna hit you so hard if you die. I don't think I died. No, seriously. You will get my swords if you die again. Both of them. I feel like that's overkill. Right in your taint. No why more good berries. Just, why didn't you just get the good berries and bring them back? That's what I do. If no, I, I went for the good berries, bro. I got two good berries and they did not Is come Is that down. why my balls are sore? Yes, I pulled real hard. Fuck, dude, I've been walking weird all day. I tried. I just mimicked what you do. All right. I did everything I could to bring you back. It wasn't until Erdo came with the diamond. I, I, thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, Erdo. We should get some rest. Erdo. Blake. Any chance you got a target for me? Erdo would like to cast Burning Hands and burn a little target on the side of the ship. Okay. There is a target. Thank you. I load my crossbow up and I just take a shot at it. Do y'all go to bed? Well, while I was away from the group, I want to take out the ring okay. and just inspect it. Do I see anything different? Anything that <coughs> might have changed about the ring from when we first opened the box? Not really. All right. I want to put it in a like a compartment that I have inside my lapel that's a little that's hidden nice. and just keep it there. Love it. Yeah. Perhaps we target those who target us. 
I like that. We target those who target us. So for now, I target the boat. We go to bed. Okay. So as the ship is kind of slowly jumping over the waves and uh, you've got the moon kind of rising on the you know, left side of the, of the ship, you stay up and you're you know, taking some shots. You guys go to sleep. Erdo, you're uh, walking along the, the deck. And as you walk, you uh, see one of the lanterns kind of illuminate right next to you as you're walking. And you turn the corner and there's another lantern that illuminates as you walk by it. And you kind of look around and open the door. Uh, and down the hallway is a familiar friend. And he says, Erdo, we need to talk. And that's where we'll pick up next session. <laughs> what a session. Episode three. That was so good. Oh, Josh, I was hoping, did you, we didn't get a name, right? Of the, 